All right, and welcome everyone back to the HFW Shop Talk podcast. Uh, it's a privilege today to be joined by Jason Newman, who is a manufacturing engineer and uh, for the course of this discussion probably is more uh, relevant to the conversation, our, our new safety coordinator. So Jason, thanks for being here. Thank you. Uh, so before we dig into a little bit of a conversation about safety today, I thought it'd be helpful uh, because not only are you new to that role, um, but you're new to HFW, well, fairly new within the last year. Yep. Um, so if you could just kind of introduce yourself and a little bit about who you are, what your background is, and, uh, and then how you got into safety. Uh, basically, I, was, uh, I got involved in machining about 25 years ago, um, just as a happenstance. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I was a nurse's aide beforehand. And oh, wow. uh, fell into the job. My buddy at the time had a job opening in a, a very, very, very dirty place. And uh, it was, but the nice thing about it was that uh, there's a lot of old guys there that were willing to treat or train me to do everything. That's where I actually learned how to run a lathe, a mill uh, for the first time. And a lot of the old guys took me under their wings and <clears throat> actually showed me everything I needed to know, basics of of everything, uh, machining wise. So, and then it, uh, I just got into the manufacturing aspect of it down in the next couple jobs, uh, worked, uh, on a, on a laser for about a year and a half and then, uh, uh, ran, ran a truck car carrier plant for a good portion of, uh, two years. That's included everything from fabrication to, you know, machining the parts and, and whatnot, and then uh, assembly. So um, uh, we went from there to uh, learning how to become a die maker. And then uh, and then I went to full-on machining uh, at a place called uh, Metal Locking Service, which is where I got to my first foray with uh, safety because they were, we had to, uh, become OSHA compliant for a lot of the on-site um, places that we had to go do our work. So I went through the OSHA 10 course probably, I don't know, three or four times throughout my course of 12 years being there. Wow. And then uh, then I moved to Taylor Devices and uh, got into the whole other side of manufacturing, uh, not machining, but uh, the other side entirely. Uh, inventory, purchasing, um, uh, planning, management, and then on, on to manufacturing engineering. So uh, uh, I also became an auditor there, uh, an ISO certified auditor, and then also got into, uh, I was their forklift training instructor for the last four years of my time there. So. Uh, Basically, what we did there is we—I was in the—I was second in the safety committee. Um, basically, what we did we we did checks every two weeks, and uh, came up with ways to make sure that we were keeping compliant with our or with our ISO status and um, and making sure that everybody was safe in the facility. Uh, we had a lot of uh, uh, sharps and. Sharps and uh, things that you can hurt yourself with, they were readily available all over the place. So we had to really make sure that we were, you know, keeping, you know, everybody 
um, in a safety mindset. So uh, it was kind of like a a part time job there. Yeah. Well, you're like a lot of guys here and and, and elsewhere in that you've kind of been all over the shop. You've kind of had you know done pretty much every role. Uh, has that informed kind of your uh, your perspective both now as an engineer, but also um, as someone who's who's running safety? Well, you know, I, I just like to see everybody get home at the end of the day, you know. Um, and if if I can do something that's going to affect everybody in a good way, whether they like it or not, sometimes <laughs> uh, let's be honest, safety isn't the most fun thing in the world. But uh, you know, if we can do it and while making the company better, I think that that's uh, that should be every that should be everybody's goal. Is trying to better the company while doing it safely. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you touched on something there that I think goes well into kind of the first discussion point we'd want to talk about, which is, you know, what is the goal of safety? And I think safety's kind of been ostracized a little bit between, you know, everyone's scared of seeing the OSHA guy walk in the door or, you know, scared of the boss chewing him out for not, you know, having a little, you know, maybe not having the guard on or having your glasses on your forehead. It's not necessarily, I, I think the, the, the mindset that you talked about, that safety mindset, you know, people are so scared now, you know, in, you know, big corporations are obviously very afraid of liability and lawsuits and all that. I, at least for us, I, I think it's important to talk about, you know, what we're trying to accomplish with safety. Well, uh, a couple months ago, I had a full on conversation with Matt. Um, and, uh, what came out of that was I found out what he wanted as far as uh, trying to grow the company. I know from my previous experience that any company that has uh, an idea or a, uh, a site in, in mind um, <clears throat> always starts with a well-founded safety policy. So um because it it just it stems everywhere. You know, safety is in everything that we do every single day, and you know it's trying to. It's good for the company. It's good for insurance. It's good for the workers. You know, we get like I said before, if we get home at the end of the day, that's all we want. You know, get home to our families and come in the next day and make a buck. So, what I tried talking, I talked to him about being the fork truck uh, instructor. And then I came up with some other different ideas that were that I noticed throughout the facility, um, just as in my audit background, um, trying to see where we can improve just a little bit and trying to help out as much as I possibly can. We were a little bit light in the engineering aspect at that point, and I was just trying to uh, use my time as well as I could. So. Um, Matt and I took a, a, a good hard look around the facility and I gave him a list of things that I think that needed to be changed and it all went from there. Um, basically, what you want to do is you want to start small, call it the low-hanging fruit. Um, so that's what we did with the whole safety glasses. Safety glass policy is probably the easiest thing you could possibly do. Because you have to wear them anyways, so why not we just make it a policy and then enforce it? It only helps everybody to wear their safety glasses. So, and 
we're not militant about it, but we are, um, we are trying to make sure that everybody is adhering to that policy. Uh, I, myself, I've incurred quite a few bad looks from <laughs> the guys in the shop and, you know, but that's part of the, that's part of the deal now. So, and they have become increasingly better about, it, I will say that, um, these guys are, are really taking to the the new policies that we're trying to push through. And um, they understand it's about them, too. They understand that it's it's a culture that's not trying to be grown here. And um, and the, the upper management is completely 100% behind this. And I couldn't be happier with it, actually. So Yeah, I mean, bottom line, I know the goal is to be a caring workplace and, and really be the best employer that we can be. And part of that has to be safety. You know, we want to take care of everyone. Everyone, like you said, the, the, the goal is everyone comes in and goes out the same way. You, you want to walk out of the building at the end of the day, go home to your family in the same condition that you came in, uh, in the morning, hopefully, hopefully better off, but you hopefully know, better. that's, <laughs> we're working on that part too. Um, so I, I think that's the when you can change the mindset from being kind of a negative, like oh, I have to follow this policy. To what it, it really is about is caring and really caring about how people are doing, and not just the physical safety, but even getting into uh, some of the stuff you see that's more prevalent now, like the mental safety. And your how how is your mindset when you come into work? Yes, you know, and that's something that um, I know. You know, the trades haven't traditionally talked about it. It's you know, it's not cool or manly to talk about your feelings or how you're doing. But I, I, you know, I think Eliza said it best. You can't, everyone talks about keeping your work life and your professional life separate. That's, that's kind of impossible. It's it's not, it's not the way it is nowadays. And you know, you're not going to do good work if your, your head's not in the right place. So, you know, we want everybody thinking as soon as they walk in that door to how are they going to, how are they going to get through the day? You know, what do they got to do? They got to project what they want to do and then how they do it safely. And once you get those things down, you can start. And then that's how the company grows. If everybody does that, then everybody's putting out their best effort. And, you know, it's just one of those things that takes a little while to get going. We had a lot of good guys here, a lot of good, decent, hardworking guys that, um, you know, just were, for lack of a better term, let alone to do what they wanted for a long time with no real uh with no real structure structure as far as safety so <clears throat> i i saw that probably three weeks into being here um and uh i i knew then that i wanted to do something about it to help get this company going in the right direction as far as that is because like i said earlier a well-founded safety program could be the bedrock of any of any major company. Um, take DuPont, take uh, Moog, 3M. All of them have massive, massive safety policies. Um, we're not going to get there, or we might get there, but we're not. I'm not looking to lock down the facility. Yeah. Um, I'm looking for like again just to make sure that everybody gets to go home at the end of the day. So. Yeah, I mean, you you hear some of these companies, and you see. At first, some of these, you go to these, these large, you know, these huge corporations, some of the biggest companies in the world, you read about their policies and their safety. And at first it seems crazy, but you know, they have whole departments just focused on safety, which is uh, for a smaller shop like ours, kind of crazy to think about. But 
I, I think that's, yeah, you said we, we probably won't get to that level. And, and we were lucky because we had skilled machinists who I think almost inherently knew the, the, the general way, best practice in terms of safety. And now we're yes. just trying to kind of codify that a little bit. And, yeah, just and, trying to bring them into industry standards, you know, like, again, with the safety glasses, we're going to be doing toolbox talks. Uh, that is an industry standard that I learned back probably a good 15 years ago. Um, instead of doing bulk training sessions, which when I started doing this, um, probably four to five different guys actually came up to me and asked me if we could start doing this all the time. Rather than doing it once a year, I think, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I think that the once a year thing is fine for a, for a paperwork standpoint. But if you want to keep somebody interested in uh, a certain idea, you got to keep on going, bringing it up and bringing it up in a different way. And, um, I think if we do one toolbox talks a month or maybe even two, we can, being in a safety regard, you can keep people's minds occupied with that thought. So, you know, the, the thing behind the toolbox talk is just get everybody together, little groups, you know, first thing in the morning or whenever it is, and then just, you know, have an idea, like have a, have a, a, a specific area that you want to talk about. And, you know, when we did the EAP, uh, we got through and I had great feedback from everybody. Um, you know, just trying to help out. Everybody really got interested in it because it's never been brought up around here before. We had it on paper, but nobody, it was never flowed down to the, to the guys in the shop. And, um, I got some really blank stares when I brought it up the first time, (laughs) but. Well, that's something we're trying to do better is is communicate some of these policies and and also why they exist, right? Going back to to safety and and this is all. I think it's just it's important to bring it all back to why we're doing it. It's not to be another annoyance or to uh, you know be another reason to take you away from your job. It's really just meant to allow us to continue to be a safe place to work, to allow you to do your job in the best way possible. And then uh, make a good living and then go home and not have to uh, struggle with something that, you know, was bothering you at work. You know, you read about all these stories in the 1900s of, you know, the, the American industrialization, people <laughs> losing limbs, limbs. dying. Yep. I mean, yep. these are crazy things. And, and certainly we're not anywhere close to that level. But it's just to make sure that we're we have the right mindset. And we have the right. These things are reinforced constantly. Yes. Yes. And also want to reiterate that, you know, when, when we, when worker safety is good, production is usually good, which means that money is pretty good, which means stuff is coming in and which means the company is doing well. So every lost time accident on average costs the company, a company about a hundred grand. Um, so it's just something to think about, you know, we just had an accident the other day. And unfortunately, I believe he had, he just wasn't walking right and he hurt his ankle pretty badly. Now, what we're going to do is we're not going to, we're not going to institute like a no box policy or nothing <laughs> like that. But, you know, we're going to go through a very talk to the manager down there. And I said, what is it possible that we could come up with? Maybe I have a floor plan um, of where the, the packaging area is, where they're, you're only allowed like an, you have to have a foot and a half in between boxes yeah so for walking through 
and you know just something like that it's it's, it's it begins the conversation that you know if you can get a floor plan or something painted on the floor you can't go out of and if you do you have to get an authorization for it because we already know we went down this road and we don't want to do it again we don't want to see anybody hurt obviously um and you know it's just one of those things we need to reinforce the fact that we want the company to do well. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's in everybody's interests. And when the company does well, we all do well. So, um, and then one of those things is safety. We can really, we can really help out by just doing what we can and not trying to force things, uh, as far as, you know, trying to get stuff done real quicker. You know, that's when, that's when accidents happen. And when you're not following the code or, however you want to call it, whenever you're not following what you're supposed to be doing, that's when accidents happen. Yeah, I think that's a great point you brought up there too. Everyone plays a part in safety. So this isn't, you know, obviously Jason is safety coordinator, so he leads the charge in, in that area. But safety is everybody's everybody's responsibility. Every And everyone has a right to, if they think someone is, uns, if they think something is unsafe, yes. to say something. You don't, just because your boss might say, let's do it this way. If you don't feel that it's safe, that if there's, you know, that little gut feeling that's, yep. that's saying, I don't know if we should do it that way. You have the right to speak up and, and it's encouraged that you 100%. Speak I, I, I am on the floor probably 30% of the time that I'm here. And I would say that if you ever had, uh, uh, an, an, an opposed, uh, if you ever had an, a thing you had to do where you weren't comfortable doing it, from a standpoint that you thought you were going to hurt yourself, you definitely have the right to say something and you can grab me and I will go take a look at it. We'll do an assessment and see what we got to do from there. That's, I have no problem doing that. And it's not even, you know, necessarily one person versus another. It's just, you have one person's philosophy and they may have been, you know, they may have done this for 40, yes. 50 years versus you're newer. You're, I, you know, they, there's studies that show that, someone who's newer actually has a better eye to this stuff because they haven't been exposed to it. They're yes. not used to it. Yes, um, we, we do. We, ha we do have quite a few uh, older gentlemen that work here who are vast with knowledge, but uh, they do have a very um, my way or the highway kind of. Uh, so, but that's, a, you're going to get that in every situation as far as uh, manufacturing. It's just the way it is nowadays. Um, the guys that we do have here are open to suggestions. So if there's another way we can do something and it might be just a little bit safer, then they are open to it. And, they, you know, we've already gone down that road with a couple of them, um, you know, and, you know, they appreciate the fact that they might have not thought of that because they've always done it for one way for so long. When somebody comes in with new eyes, you always have different ideas. And, uh, you know, they are, they are coming around to the fact that, you know, maybe not their way wasn't always the best way because this is the way they have always done it. Yeah. I mean, we have some great managers and, um, they've gotten to that position because they've been willing to adapt and change and learn and continually learn, you know, once you get to the next, once you get promoted, once you get to the manager level, I think, you know, it's, you're not just cruising, then you're you actually, have, you have obviously more responsibility, but the learning gets even greater. And we've had some really good managers who, who are constantly learning. So just because someone might be your boss doesn't mean that 
they necessarily know everything. Um, they know the way they've done it, and they're, and but they're still constantly trying to uh, excel at their craft. And so there's still ways that everyone can get better. And sometimes that new perspective is very very helpful. I know we had you know we have a new guy here who who brought up a question, not even a safety question, but just about our use of coolant. And well, did you ever consider doing this? And you know, talking with some more guys, it's like, well, I don't know if we ever really have. And it just because that's the way it's always been done. Yep. Um, but just like production, just like efficiency. Um, the, the antithesis of safety is, well, that's the way we've always done it. Yeah. And so that's why, especially our new guys, we would really encourage, you know, if you see something, whether it's from, you think we can do it more efficiently or in, in the, in regards to this conversation, you think there's a way we could do this that makes it safer for everyone. Those are the conversations we want to encourage and we want people to have. Yes. I, I, I personally, me, uh, myself, uh, I can't stand the phrase. That's the way we've always done it. Uh, whenever I hear that, I automatically go into auditor mode. It's a red flag. It's a red flag. I automatically go into auditor mode and I start thinking about, about ways that we can make it better or, or change it. Uh, that's, that's just me, but that actually led me to, uh, the whole, led me down the safety path here because, um, I was witnessing, I witnessed two different events, which drove me into Matt's office and, uh, <laughs> it was on the, both of them were on the forklift. And which is why I'm, I'm here at this point right now because uh, of that conversation. Um, it's always the forklift. Too. It's always the forklift and it's, it always gets such a bad rap. But, um, but yeah, we had, uh, it was two incidents that were as, as, as being a forklift instructor for as long as I have been, uh, if, if, if we had an OSHA guy walk in the door at that point in time, we would have gotten a fine. Hands down, no two ways about it. We would have gotten fined probably close to a hundred grand. So, uh, and it was just because it was easy, and they had to leave the the bucket for, or they had to leave the the fork truck for just two seconds to go get something. And you can't do that. So, I mean, some of the the craziest videos you'll ever see are, are when. It- a fork truck in a warehouse accidentally yep. bumps into the racking system and the whole thing goes down like dominoes. We I mean, just had that, uh, what, two months ago? Yeah, replacing the rack. We didn't, it, yeah, we had to replace the rack because they, they ran into it. Yeah. And that's something that was brought to, I think, I can't remember if it was brought to my attention or your attention, but that's, you know, we noticed it and we pu- replaced it right away. There's That's the other thing, too. If something happens where, you know, something breaks, it, don't worry about, the fallout. Yeah, the fall. Whose fault it is? That doesn't matter because you know when you have it. When you, if something serious were to happen, you're gonna then regret doing that. So it doesn't. You know, we'll never. I would say if if you bring a safety issue to um, Jason's attention or your manager's attention, your supervisor, anyone like that, um, that should be lauded, not uh, yes. punished. And that's the way we we treat it. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly with that. And again, <clears throat> in regards to like. Uh, PPE or personal protective equipment. Um, the facility or the upper management here has uh, given me their, their consent to get whatever I need. Um, get whatever the guys need is, I believe is what the term was. Uh, if the guys want it, get it. And, um, that's the, uh, that's, that's what they're going for now. They're 100% all in on the, on the safety issue. So, um, going forward, I think, uh, we're going to be putting in a couple more new policies. Um, uh, I just got, I'm almost, I'm going through our HFW safety policies. 
Uh, I've updated five out of the six that we currently have. And then uh, I'm going to be redoing the lockout tag out, which we will go through. We, we had that in our safety week, but uh, that's going to be a constantly growing thing going forward. Um, so uh, also uh, we're going to be the whole emergency action plan as uh, we're going to be getting at some point um, the facility upgraded to have uh, warning signs and um, strobe lights and an actual horn um, that will work in case of an emergency or a fire or any kind of emergency situation. Uh, that's been uh, that's been my focus for the last uh, probably good month is trying to uh, get the building up to, I don't want to say code because that enters a different way, but code um, to get the building up to spec. We'll just call it that. And uh, make sure that we, we are definitely safe from an emergency happening. At least we'll be aware of what's going on. When we did the uh, fire drill, uh, we got a bunch of good data data from that. Um, just to figure out where everybody was coming from and, you know, how, how fast it took everybody to get out of the building. Uh, I timed everything and uh, we only had one real crick in the, uh, the, the situation, which was, it was a language barrier. And, uh, we've actually taken steps to figure out how to fix that. So, uh, the next time when we do have a fire drill, which we will have a fire drill, another one, we're going to be doing two a year now. Um, uh, we will be doing, we will have everything in place, um, hardwired in and, uh, we will, we'll be able to use that. And that is not cheap either. So that's just another sign that the company is willing to do whatever they need to do to, to help out everybody because, uh, this, uh, this kind of system is not cheap. So, and, and that's not something that I, I think we anticipate using, but it's kind of your job. Like we talked about a little bit to think of the worst case scenario. And so this is making sure that in a worst case scenario, um, which of course we've taken steps to prevent that ever from happening. But in that worst case scenario, you're making sure everyone knows what to do knows what's happening and can easily get out of the building and out of harm's way. Yeah. Chaos is the, is the friend of, uh, emergency. And, um, what I, what I've been doing is making sure that going through, like Jack was saying, the worst case scenario of, you know, whatever, and there's a lot of them and just not everybody thinks about them because it's just, everybody likes to turn a blind eye to it. But we work with gas. We work with a lot of gas and, we work with flames and we work with high pressure, everything, you know, it's just, there's a lot of hydraulics in here. And then there's a lot of different things that can go wrong in this place. And, and, uh, it was a, it was a really weird two weeks where I just thought of all these different 25, 30 different scenarios where how we would get out and what if this happened and what if the half of the building blew up and what happens to the other people and, well, and so. it came to life in, in Houston a couple of years ago and, and you saw it happen. I think um, that brings to life that it can happen and we need to make sure that every day 
we are taking steps to make sure that something like that doesn't happen. I know in the uh, in the debriefing that they that in their investigation afterward, it came out that well, someone had said it was so there had been complaints that there had been a smell of gas for two weeks. Yeah, and so like that's a great example of you know if you smell something that's not right, if you see something that's not right bring it up to someone's attention, Say make something. sure, it, you know, because you never know when something like that can turn into a, um, a catastrophic disaster like happened in Texas. So, yeah. um, you know, that's not to scare anyone, but that's why that, another reason that you have that safety program in place to ensure that something like that, if there is an issue, it gets caught before it becomes, um, yeah, the, 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 the statement that I've been saying to the upper management here is better to be proactive than reactive. Um, you don't want to be asking what what happened. You want to be asking what can we do. So, um, and they've taken to that they've taken that philosophy to heart. Uh, just just like I said, willing to give funds for any PPE that we're doing the the EAP monitoring system. Um, uh, any safety, you know, I they've given me a full. Uh, I'm trying to think of the word. Um, they've given me a, a not free a blank check, yeah, but free yeah, reign yeah. to make sure that we we're we're good. And you know, everybody else down there in the shop, we're you know, they're safe. So it's a little, it's a it's a pain in the butt sometimes, and you know, and, and nothing worth doing is, you know. So you got to do what you can to 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 make sure everybody is. Uh, you know, doing what they need to do. And again, I keep on harping on this, but when we're safe, the company's doing good and the company's doing good, the workers do good. So. Well said. All right. Well, I think this has been a a really good discussion, hopefully informative as to why we're making these changes. It's again, it's not just to make everyone's life more difficult. We're really trying to make this the best place possible to work. And part of that is of course is safety. Um, Jason, any, any last words to add? Uh, uh, if you ever come up with anything or that you have an idea, I'm always open to ideas. Uh, don't ever think that I, if I'm just walking around, I'm, I'm not there. <laughs> uh, pull me aside and, you know, we'll talk. I don't have a problem doing that with anybody. So um, right. any ideas, good ideas as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and, and same same with myself as well. I'm, I'm downstairs a frequent amount as well and and always looking for ideas for how we can get better as a company whether that's efficiency whether it's safety whether that's how to be a better employer and so i I'd certainly would echo all that i think that's gonna do it for us today jason thanks for being on and thanks Jack. we'll see you guys next time take care